Hey everybody, thank you for coming in today and thank you for getting this far on our reality model series. In this episode, we're going to talk about how it is that we may better put the belief beliefs on our belief window. I'm not going to tell you what to believe, but how you can know if it's a good belief on your belief window. And we're going to talk about who and what might be an, a sustainable belief on your belief window for your self-worth. My name is Joseph Smith. This is The Joseph Smith Show. I hope that you've been able to study or pray or look over your model since you've drawn it. And I, and if you haven't, I invite you to pause the show right now and do so. Do it right now. Please do not go on if you have not prayed or studied or looked over your model since. You see, now we have this great model. It displays to us why we do the things we do and how we might change the way we behave and do the things we do to better fulfill our self-worth and needs over time. However, this model can be manipulated for the opposite effect you may have found in your prayer study. So I hold, so let's say I hold the belief that drugs are not bad for me. What need may be driving that variety probably. So I decide to take drugs. I take drugs and Hey, I feel great. I'm happy right now. I feel pretty okay with myself. I'm feeling like, you know, there's no tomorrow partying. Like it's crazy. There hasn't, there hasn't been much time to measure the results, but Hey, life is all right. This is how the reality model might be manipulated. Now, I'd like to introduce to you the seeds and fruits property. This is called the seeds and fruit property, and you'll see why it is in a minute. You see, if you believe that drugs won't hurt you and you're doing them and feeling fine with yourself, let's identify people who who have taken this path before. These are the seeds. Well, let's take a look. There's Juice World, famous rapper. Where is he? Dead. All right, well, there, there's Chuck Farley, a famous comedian. Everybody loves him. He He should be doing fine, right? Where is he? dead. Okay. So there's Elvis Presley. All right. Famous rock star dead. There's Heath Ledger, famous actor dead. Do we see a pattern forming from the seeds and fruits here of all these people that have used drugs? What were, did their their results of their behavior meet their needs over time? (laughs) Heck no. They're not, that their time stopped. Is this behavior going to meet our needs over time. And we can see that through the seeds and fruits property, people who have done it before. I'm going to go ahead and assume not. So, and these, let's, let's let this property guide how we change and make beliefs on our belief windows. Now I've given you the reality model. Congratulations, completely and fully. I would love to share with you a personal experience, experience I have had with this model. I've given you a lot of examples. Now I'd like to be a little vulnerable here on the podcast. In seventh grade, my little league football coach says at tryouts, hey, who wants to play quarterback? I don't know why, but I shot my hand up. I've been I've been pretty all right in flag football, and I guess I decided I want to do the real thing. So I compete for the spot with another kid on my team. I say competition, but it was but I was truly abhorring. I was terrible. I was a terrible quarterback in seventh grade. I got beat out pretty quick. Didn't even I don't even think I took a snap. Next season rolls along and I decided to try again. There was a little more competition. I got some playing time in the first few games, but I was still beat out by the other quarterback. So far, what need has been driving my behavior for these two seasons? Probably maybe importance, variety maybe, love maybe. After this season of football, I decide that the feeling I get when I'm on the field commanding the cadence, running the offense is one that I want to own. But I also know that I can't do it by myself. I get a trainer, great man by the name of Ray Hosner, and he was a dedicated quarterback trainer to me. He is a very great man, hard worker. 
early mornings and afternoon training sessions, film analyzing my throwing form, board work analyzing defenses. At least once a day, I would see Ray Hosner for at least three days. More of the time, it was four days a week for seven months before my freshman year of football. What need is driving this behavior? Probably more importance than variety at this point, but a conflation of both. I feel great. I've done all the things, hours and hours of training. It's what every successful quarterback does, isn't it? Shouldn't I be successful? Freshman football season comes around. Same kid that I've been versing for these for this position for a long time. We compete for the starting position for nearly half the season. I do not get what I want. I was not the starting quarterback. I was devastated. I felt cheated. I was annoyed. I would go home frustrated and take it out on siblings and exhibited short behavior. Were the results of that behavior going to fill my needs or the needs of my family over time? Well, it didn't. I can tell you that. Somewhere along the way, all those hours of training, I picked up the belief that if I wasn't the starting quarterback, then all this work was for nothing. And it showed. I wasn't motivated to go to practice. I felt sick to my stomach to even think about quarterbacking. The position which had been most of my life's work thus far in my little world. In other words, my friends, and this is the point I would like to drive home to you today at the end of our series. In other words, I had picked up a belief on my belief window that my self-worth was dependent on whether or not I was the starting quarterback. I would like for you to write this final phrase down on whatever you've been drawing on. If my self-worth is dependent on anything other than my relationship with Jesus Christ, then I am in big trouble. I'll repeat. If my self-worth is dependent on anything other than my relationship with Jesus Christ, then I am in big trouble. I tell you when my dad sat me down and made me realize this is the made me realize this, it changed my anxiety and resentfulness toward football to satisfaction with myself because Christ would have been proud of me for not giving up. Christ would have been proud of me for my discipline, for learning the principles of hard work, mentorship, leadership, and even humility. Who is our advocate with the Father? Who has been the sacrifice to atone for all of our sins? Who is the reason for us being here? Who will never, not for eternity, stop loving us. It's Christ. So why don't we feel fulfilled in our everyday life with this knowledge? Why isn't our self-worth being met, fulfilled, our needs being met? Probably because we have our self-worth tied to something that is not Jesus, or we are doing things that demean or weaken our relationship with Christ. And those things are the results of deep and unmet needs. Remember the needs wheel. If we start our lives every morning with the knowledge that the missionary realized that day in his own conference, you know, I can really do anything with Jesus Christ on my side. I'm a son of God for crying out loud. I can learn to be better. If we decide that the crabs in our lives that pull us down don't matter. If we decide, if we believe that all our needs can be met, if we believe that Jesus Christ is our eternal fountain of worth and happiness, every morning we start our day with this, how much better could our lives be from minute to minute. Well, if we have that belief, we'll just have to wait to measure the results at final judgment. But I'll give you a little sneak peek into the future. You'll be on the right side of the line in the sand. 
I bear my testimony to you all that this model can help you to identify what your beliefs are, how you can direct your life towards Christ. I I testify that if our lives are centered in Christ, most every other need tends to be filled due to him. I testify that our worth is far greater than any of us can comprehend, but that Jesus Christ comprehends that value and that he will never leave us because of our value. Yes, this model is primarily for our individual needs, but I challenge you all as my last statement on this series, I challenge you I challenge you to recognize when people have deep and unmet needs, when someone is in dire need of you because you know what could be on their belief window and you know of their value. I challenge you now because you know you must help. What good is this model if only you know about it? You must help those that can't help themselves, as my father helped me with my experience. Would I still be trapped in a hole today? Maybe. We don't know. But I know that my father helped me to see the better end of the spectrum. Please, my friends, too many people walk the halls I walk at school and feel that they don't have any worth, that they don't matter, that nobody loves them. You remember those suicide rates in part one? You know how they drop? You love more. You love more. You know how you feel that need to be loved? You you love you love people more. Was that not Jesus's commandment to love one another as he has loved us? And if our self-worth is dependent on our relationship with Jesus Christ and we're strengthening that relationship, I can predict that our behavior will probably mirror somewhat, probably a foggy mirror of what Jesus has commanded of us. That will be our behavior. And will those results meet our needs over time? Well, you'll just have to wait and measure those results over time. The field is white, my friends, for people to start feeling better about themselves because they believe, not because they change their behavior, but because they change what they believe. You are what you believe. What you do depends on how you feel about what you know. The field is white. Share the good word with others. Love more. Get to work. Thank you guys for all of your support in going through this reality model series. I'm glad that you've gotten this far. If you took notes, I invite you to go over them in within 24 hours. And I invite you to go and make the changes and make more beliefs on your belief windows that are more sustainable over time. I invite you to realize the hand in in your life that Jesus Christ has. And thank you so much. Please remember to join us back on our regular show on Monday Monday at 7 a.m. My name is Joseph Smith. This is The Joseph Smith Show.